The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else that may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here Monday morning. Here we are back at the start of the week. And before you know it, it's going to be the end of the week and it'll be the start of the week. And you know how I feel about all that. <laughs> In any case, if you guys want to check us out, please go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page, just click on the play button, and uh, that should just start up. And then there'll be Rumble in the bottom side, uh, bottom right-hand corner there. You can, um, excuse me, 
You can click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble as well. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe to the channel so you're notified when we go live. Also, uh, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv. Got a lot of people coming in over at DLive now. It's great to see you guys over there uh, at the Sons of Liberty. So some people have said, how do I get there? I can't find it. Go to dlive.tv forward slash the Sons of Liberty. Don't forget the in there. The Sons of Liberty should take you right to the feed, okay? Um, otherwise, you'll see that we're on over there. Also, Twitch at Setting Brush Fire for whatever that's worth for the few viewers that we have over there. Thank you guys for showing up, too. And also on Roku device. If you got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV on there. Now, I, <clears throat> I've i talked about some things that I'd like to do with Roku. You can set up your own channels and stuff like this, uh, but that's more money. Um, I think it's like 500 bucks a month. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it would also allow us to bring on you know some of our friends that have kind of spun off. I, I don't want to say spun off. They've, they've been contributors to Sons of Liberty and such, such as the Liberty Bells. We could bring them on. They could have a, chan- you know, a channel within the channel, however that stuff works. Anyway, I'm not tech-savvy enough to do that. i got enough stuff that I'm dealing with. And uh, so it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of an issue to try to, to take on. So in any case, uh, you can check us out, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay? Left side of the page is Bradley show from Saturday. That's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. The Brad man will be here Lord willing, tomorrow uh, we're going to see him and his family. We haven't seen them in many years now, and uh, so they're going to be with us. I, I may can talk him into just, you know, he, he wants to come on the morning show, so maybe we could pre-record something right here live in the house. I don't know. I'd have to drag a camera out and do some weird stuff, but maybe we can do that. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for a newsletter. Please do that. Also, if you want to support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Make a one-time donation or become a partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, there is a special. I forgot what the special is. I put it out Saturday. If you guys, if you want to know the special before the special hits on Monday, it comes out on Saturday. So go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for that email. It's different than the media one. You get one of those a week. It comes out usually sometime on Saturday. So be sure and uh, check that out. Now, we have a couple of things that came out uh, yesterday, and I got a special surprise for you guys Okay, uh, in just a minute. But... For right now, we had a couple things that came out yesterday. Uh, our contributor, Suzanne Hamner, uh, had produced several articles, uh, and I'm going to touch on some of those here in just a moment. This one uh, was one I put out, actually, on Saturday, I think it was. Here's the data on Pfizer's COVID shot affecting children's death, and it's chilling. And it is. If you were bothered by what went on um, with the adults that you've been listening to here, the amputations, the deaths, the, 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 the skin dying, the heart attacks, the myocarditis, all of this, and there's hundreds of adverse effects these shots have had. Now they're wanting to do it with kids. And, and these that they're talking about here uh, are largely what we call teenagers. Now they're pushing... For the younger ones to give the stuff to. By the way, and I didn't realize this, but by the way, and I learned this like just a couple of weeks ago, the Chinese are not getting the same shot, by the way, just so you guys know. They're getting a traditional kind of, which isn't good either, 
But at least it's not messing with your DNA. Oh, Tim, I've read the fact checkers. Those self-appointed, bought and paid for fact checkers say, there's no truth that this is messing with your DNA. Well, then why was the guy from uh, Moderna saying it was? Why is Bill Gates talking about cutting it, you know, splicing out little pieces of the DNA and putting in their own code to correct things if it's not true? They're the ones saying it, not me. Okay? They're the ones saying it. And we've got a whole video where the guy from Moderna says exactly that. Speaking of Moderna, um, they also had an issue. Three years before the pandemic began. So the pandemic began at the end of, what, 2019? Moderna patented a sequence found in the alleged, quote-unquote, virus. Which Dr. Cowan says is really debris from cells that are toxic. Okay? Three years before it, Moderna had patented the sequence found in the alleged, quote-unquote, virus. This should tell you how corrupt they are. By the way, um, for those of you interested, we did set up, I set up a Discord channel. I don't really understand all of how it works, but it's just a chat channel. If all of you guys want to congregate to Discord, that link is in the video description. Those of you on the video platforms who use that, that's in there. So, so far it's me and Bethany. (laughs) We're in there. We had a lot of people in there Saturday when we opened it up and it was kind of fun. You can do all kinds of little, I don't know, stuff in there and... I won't be able to do it while I'm talking, but uh, it's interesting if you guys want to all be in there. That link is in the video description. Just click on it, you know, get the app, and you can run that while you're watching the video, and everybody can be in the same channel if you want to do that. It's up to you. Uh, also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, the elite pedigree of a brilliant cosplaying populist. Now, you know what? There's a lot of stuff that Tucker puts out that I appreciate. The fact that he told people, if you don't believe the official 9-11 narrative, and yes, he did say it. I have the video up on my Rumble channel. Um, then you're, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a nut job. You, you've lost it. That right there makes me question everything about what he does. This guy has ties to the CIA. He fought against the uh, Sandinistas and as a, as a young man and said, yep, I went down there to do it. And lo and behold... We don't understand anything because they had more in common than they did anything else. You, you really ought to read this and check it out. If you like Tucker Carlson, just to get a flavor of what's behind the scenes, okay? You might want to do that. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. One day after reporting on U.S. biolabs into Ukraine, U.S. this was when I did this the other week, U.S. Embassy scrubs all Ukraine bioweapon lab docs from website. And somebody put on our, our Rumble channel, they said, well, if you think this is about bioweapons, you're scripturally illiterate. Well, listen, man. Person who wrote that, let me tell you something. It has nothing to do with Ezekiel. It has nothing to do with that. If that's what you're referring to, which I assume that's what... Because people have been passing that around for a while now. Oh, it's Russia. This is fulfillment. No, it's not. It isn't even close. Unless you saw some horses riding in that I didn't see... And by the way, they wouldn't be riding into the Ukraine. They, in that scenario, they're riding somewhere else. Okay, just so you guys know, for the scripturally illiterate who think it has something to do with that, it doesn't. Also, 
SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. DeSantis signed site state legislation that protects practitioners from liability from action, for actions surrounding COVID 1984. We're going to talk a little bit about this. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. While you're distracted, the rollout of unconstitutional vaccine passports is underway in the U.S. Yep, it is. It's not going away. It's not stopped. You know, uh, Kate sent me a thing saying uh, Vladimir Putin, Dr. Vladimir Putin, has stopped the pandemic simultaneously or within two days. So he should get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> well, he got the news off of it. Let's put it that way. He hasn't stopped it. Uh, so it was a little bit comical. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Bombshell. Swedish study proves mRNA COVID injections Altered the DNA. We're going to talk about that uh, some in this hour. And then finally, a new book exposes vaccine ID passports and where they're headed if not stopped. This is from Corey Lynn. Uh, she's got a new book out. And if you if you haven't picked up on it, I told you, we had Corey on the show to talk about how the transgenders are being exploited um, <clears throat> to push that, that agenda, the weakening of America. And uh, Corey, in my opinion, is one of the foremost uh, investigative reporters out there today. Um, Whitney Webb is another one, but uh, Corey has been very gracious to allow us to carry her articles and uh, and also to come on the show. Hope we can have her back on uh, here pretty soon. But I promised you guys a surprise, okay? And the surprise came late this morning. I meant to do it last night, so it's my fault. Uh, we don't have Zoom and things. But uh, Suzanne Hamner is joining us. Yeah, that's right. You guys were wondering if I shaved this uh, this mug off. No, I didn't shave it. I actually br- I actually took a tip and uh, used the hair dryer on this thing. You know, because it's like a it's like an afro if I don't, and I bathe it in all the oils and it doesn't do. Anyway, Suzanne Hamner's on the line with us, and uh, we're going to talk about some of these things, that, these articles that she produced yesterday. So uh, again, it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Suzanne Hamner. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning, Tim. Yeah, and we got a picture of you. Now, who's this Who's this little person that you got in uh, in your hands here? That is my granddaughter, Catherine, when she was born, and that was in 2008. 2008. Okay, so she's big yeah. now. <laughs> she is big now. She's a teenager. Uh, she is almost as tall as my mother. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow. All right. Well, it's a be- it's a beautiful child, and uh, thank you for sending that over so that we could get you on this morning. And and Suzanne just jumped on. She was happy to jump on with me about ten. Minutes. I said, "Look, I'm going to talk about your stuff that you've got out. Would you like to comment on it?" And so, Suzanne, you you sent me about three articles yesterday. Um, let's let's go first with the uh, more tame stuff, and then we'll move into the bigger stuff here in the hour. DeSantis signs state legislation that protects practitioners from liability for actions surrounding COVID-1984. Now, this is the guy who's positioning himself to run for the White House. This is a guy who I know from personal experience, we gave him actual documentation, not hearsay, not, um, you know, this guy thought it was this. We actually provided him documentation, pointed to the law, him his attorney general, Ashley Moody, we provided FDLE, we provided the uh, Florida Ethics Commission and all um, documentation that a crime had been committed in his state for over a decade by Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcino. 
We always got back, well, there's nothing to see here. There's no crime being committed, and blah, blah, blah. In spite of the fact that the state law said something completely different than the documentation of Carmine Messino's uh, former employment in Suffolk County in New York. So I know he is not as squeaky clean as everybody says he is. Um, he is he is a guy we've seen in past uh, who says he'll stand for the rights of the people while he's selling them out. This is a guy who will go to Israel uh, to look at their wall they built when he doesn't even live on a border state. Um and so I believe Zionism is behind uh, DeSantis, too. He's probably a Christian Zionist, which is sort of an oxymoron kind of deal. Uh, but he's got these things. Tell us, what is the state legislation that he gave and what particular thing? Because I think there's only one thing that it protects people from of a treatment for, for the convids, but it leaves the other stuff wide open. Can you explain some of that for us? Okay. What, what, uh, what the legislature did is they passed a bill basically – what it is doing, it is changing the medical malpractice law. Uh, the states are responsible for each state is responsible for enacting medical malpractice laws. You can uh, look them up uh, in your state because each state is a little bit different, but they all have the same components to it. Well, in this case, uh, the legislature passed a bill that said, okay, you know, with all the stuff coming out about this, we want to protect health professionals from being sued by their families, by the patients, if they um, had any type of death or injury from COVID-19. This would also include injections, people. It's not just the treatment and everything. It's that broad, uh, it's under that broad uh, umbrella of uh, COVID-19. So what ended up happening is and everybody knows the the protocols for treating patients came from the top down came from uh cdc nih and all and it came from the top down it was adopted by hospitals uh they muzzled a lot of the doctors because remember a lot of the doctors now are not in private practice they don't own their own practice they're associated with a conglomerate hospital system so they were able to tamp down on doctors that were actually engaging in medical practice. And what I mean by that is they were doing differential diagnoses and looking at these patients and say, okay, you're sick. You may have this. Uh, we know that certain drugs and medications work, so we're going to try that um, instead of the protocol that came down from top down, which was remdesivir and ventilators. Well, we know the outcome of that. A lot of people died. So basically it was stamped down. It was stamped down. No differential diagnosis. Follow this or we're going to sanction you. And those sanctions sometimes included losing hospital privileges. They were fired or they absolutely had the medical license stripped, which some doctors did. But what Florida has now done is said, okay, we're going to protect you from all of that. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to say that, okay, you can go back to doing what you were doing before. And that is allowing more treatments to be made available. And you're like, well, they always had that. They're all, they always had that. It was just uh, top down, started clamping down on them. No, you're not going to do that. And it wasn't just uh, the CDC, NIH. It was state agencies, state public health agencies, state medical boards. They all clamped down as well and said, you're not going to do this. So now Florida has said, okay, well, we're going to say that, yeah, you can 
uh, go back to doing all this. But what we're going to do is we're going to protect you from any type of lawsuit that occurred while all these uh, government mandates came down to say, you can't do differential diagnosis, you can't use anything you think might work, you can only use this. Well, this is creating a huge problem. How many people have been injured? And how many people have died because of that top down? And, and to me, it's an unconstitutional and it's an immoral and unlawful thing to do to say, okay, well, you can only do this. When the doctor is seeing the patient, the doctor is there making the diagnosis, and the doctor is the one seeing what's going on. Well, so let me in, let me let me throw something in there, Suzanne, because this was yeah. something I saw that came out years of years ago reading uh, what was going on in Nazi Germany, and I see the same thing happening in the U.S. I've seen it for years. Most of you have seen it for years, but you didn't you didn't you didn't maybe make the connection. This idea that the state licenses people. The mm-hmm. state's job is is very specific in what they're to do. And as far as I know, I don't – I mean, there may be some states who have some health issues in their constitution. The U.S. Constitution doesn't have that at all, zero. It, doesn't, right. it just doesn't have it. The state of South Carolina, as far as I know, the last time I looked, uh, they don't have it in their constitution either, this, this stuff about health and this, that, and the other. And so what I saw was when I looked back at Nazi Germany was they were licensing preachers. They were licensing doctors. They were licensing, you know, educators, all this kind of stuff. And if you got outside the realm of where the state said this is right, well, then there was a big problem for you uh, in what you were doing. In fact, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I sent this to Bradley uh, last night, and I'm trying to think of where I got to pull this pull this up. Um, give me just a second here. Uh, because one of the things that I noticed was was this right here, and I'm going to show it to the audience, and I'll, I'll read this out for people. This and, and this goes to why I've called away, and this isn't to take away from what we're talking about. This goes to why I've called on the trucker convoy that's headed to D.C. You guys really need to think about this. You have been set up. And some of you think you're going to be tough guys and just... I, I'm not saying you're not patriots. I'm not saying you're criminal. I'm not saying that at all. But I'll tell you this. They have already designated you as well as they've designated Suzanne and me and Bradley and anybody else who speaks out against their narrative as a terrorist. Let me show you what I'm talking about. This comes from the DHS website. Okay, Summary of terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. This was on February the 7th, if you've not seen this. It says, while the... While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. One, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Let me, let me tell you something. The government did that on its own. Promoting this pandemic is just the latest example of that. They have undermined their credibility. They have no credibility. Okay? Two, continued calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets, mass gatherings, faith-based institutions such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutions of higher education, racial and religious minorities, government facilities, and personnel, including law enforcement and the military, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. Well, again, you're losing credibility, DHS, because... You haven't taken it to Antifa. 
You haven't taken it to Black Lives Matter. You let them destroy entire cities. You, you didn't step in to stop anybody. You let them just go on and do whatever they wanted to do. And you said, oh, they're just you know, exercising their First Amendment rights. They're just expressing themselves, blah, blah, blah. And then it went on and added this. And calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. So you can check that out. I'll have the link at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But basically they're saying if you're just sowing discord by pointing out the obvious fact that the U.S. government is involved in corru- – it's corrupt, that it's involved in the very things, the false flags, the attacks themselves, even lying about what they're putting out and what they're telling us is going on and infringing on our rights, which they're not allowed to do according to the Constitution, then somehow you're a part of the terrorist threat against the U.S. And by the way, this idea – of undermining trust in the U.S. government institutions, that's one of the communists, the 45 goals of the Communist Party to take down America, is to undermine that trust. Well, how are they doing it? Well, they're doing it by the U.S. government itself, allowing them to come in, not dealing with them, as McCarthy was pointing them out years ago, decades ago, and not dealing with them, and now they're putting that back on us. But what are we seeing here, Suzanne? We're seeing... Even somebody like Ron DeSantis is involved in this uh, attack on our rights. Uh, Mr. Wordsworth pointed out rightly and reminded us that uh, the fact of the matter is is that DeSantis was the one that signed that little, you know, document that everybody was raving. Oh, see how he put it down. This, but he but he included in there. Oh, but if if there's a national emergency, then yeah, we can come in and forcibly stick you with a needle and shoot whatever we want to in you. And that's right. And that, that's right. He did sign that bill. And what I've always said about state licensure is they they always use the mantra, well, it's for safety. We want safe practitioners. We want to make sure that people go to these people, that these people are safe. But as soon as something like this happens, what do they use? They use the power of that agency that licenses in order to control those to participate and it is by choice and let's make this perfectly clear it is by choice for these healthcare professionals to either go by what is being said or not we know of uh, plenty of individuals who even in these hospital systems have said no I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing and they've suffered the consequences it is a choice always remember that so when a doctor says well I didn't have a choice or somebody says well the doctors really had no choice that they'd lose their job yep it's a choice it may not be one they like that's right but it's a choice but a lot of doctors and nurses have made that choice Suzanne yes they have they have made that choice they have walked out they have said nope not doing this uh some doctors said I'm just not participating others said no, I'm going to continue to do what I do. And they have lost their jobs and they've lost their licenses because of it. Others have just gone on and called uh, others who are finding the truth, uh, conspiracy theorists and things of that nature, when time and time again, the information that we've all been talking about for the last two years is now coming to the forefront that, yep, all this is going on. And it was true when we first started saying it. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now you've got. Let's let's move. We're going to move across two other okay. articles that you've got uh, that you put out yesterday. Uh, this one, um, actually, I jumped ahead. Sorry about that. Um, okay. While you're distracted, 
The rollout of unconstitutional vaccine passports is underway in the U.S. Now, we heard about the stuff that was going on in New York, and this seems to be an expansion of that. Um, and here's the here's the reality, folks. Let me let me see if I can bring this up from Forbes because I I did take a look at um, where this was going because Forbes is where you drew some of the information from, and yeah. Forbes is saying the quote unquote red states. All right, as Bradley has yeah. said. There is no red state. There is no blue state. You may have a governor that's, you know, a Democrat or a governor that's a Republican, and you may have some metropolitan areas that you want to identify as blue state, but the large majority of the state is still what most people would term conservative. Um, and, uh, and and it's a, it's a real problem here. But one of the things they show is this. The smart health card, okay, and you guys can see the um, the those of you watching on the video platforms, you can see where the smart health card has been introduced. Places like uh, Washington, California, or excuse me, California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, um, up north, Michigan. Is that Michigan? No, that's uh that's Minnesota. Sorry about that. Minnesota, <laughs> North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you've got the yellow, and, and that's just a few of them. There's several others. Then you got the yellow, which is coming soon. Which among them is my state. Now we're not communist North Carolina, but you know, Governor McMaster said, "Oh, we're not going to have any of them vaccine passports down here in South Carolina. We don't allow that kind of stuff." Uh, but yet. That's coming soon here. He's saying that, and I'm wondering how long it's going to be before he tips over into that kind of stuff. Suzanne, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but I remember back in the 1990s when Bill Clinton ran for office and people found out that Hillary was pushing, you know, socialized medicine uh, and she was going to push a national health card, an ID card. And the people overwhelmingly rejected that. It didn't even, they didn't even get time to sniff it because the people said, absolutely not. Now this stuff is all in these states. Uh, it's coming to other mm-hmm. states. And it's being pushed. It's be, what amazes me is it's being pushed by Republican governors as somehow some empowering of the individual uh, so that they can have access to their health records to do what they need to do, i.e. travel internationally with a vaccine passport is what is what it really gets down to. Can you explain a little bit about what's going on with this? Okay, this is all being done by stealth. Okay, now, do you, and, and, and I'm going to get to, uh, let's talk about what has come about with Common Core. Leanne Taylor has talked about it, Common Core, the development of public-private partnerships, You've got, uh, she and I have talked about it on the Liberty Bells, but what is going on here is you've got, and I don't even know if this number is correct or not. I doubt it. They're saying there are 200 million Americans that have gotten injected. Now, I, I don't believe that is true, but that's the kind of bull manure they kind of put out for us. But what is going on is you're having certain venues, certain events that are saying, well, we're not going to let anybody in without some kind of proof that you've been injected with this poison. So people are, you know, they gave those paper cards out. Well, that's kind of inconvenient. So now, and some of this you got to remember is, is public driven. Some of it is government driven, like, uh, California, New York, all that's kind of government driven because they've got, they've got that heavy hand down on the people. And 
don't mistake that for thinking that other states don't. They do. It's just being done in a different manner that you're not going to notice until it's just kind of out there in your face. But so they wanted a simple way to do this. So they said, oh, well, you know, people have got digital health records now that they can access their little portal with their doctor or hospital or whatever. Well, why don't we just make something like that that can put this little information out in this code that they can show without passing any kind of uh, personal identification that just show the phone and, yep, it is, that's you, yes, you've gotten injected, come on in. Well, what is happening is that people's wants and desires are overwhelming their common sense. Oh, I want to be able to go to a football game. I want to be able to travel internationally. Well, it's going to, you know, so they're saying we've got to have something so we can get in here. Well, that is public driven. But at the same point in time, you've got um, several governors that have said, yeah, we're not, we're, yeah, we're not going to issue anything like that in these days. Yep, that's, that's not going to happen. We're not even going to go for that. But, and, and let me say, the governor of Georgia was one of those. But look who is on the list, Georgia, about this coming to pass. And the way they always do it is, is by stealth. And this is being done by stealth because it's like, well, the public is really driving for this because if when they don't have it, they can't get into these venues. And it's always the same old tired circle. Remember when governors came out and said, well, certain businesses have to close because of this great pandemic, which is not a pandemic, but you have to close so we can protect everybody. Everybody's got to stay home so you can flatten the curve in 14 days. It's turned into two years and keeps on going like the Energizer Bunny. So governors didn't have that power, but they did it anyway, and everybody complied. So you, you got to understand the thinking here. Okay, here's public businesses and well, you know, we don't want anybody coming in here that's not injected. So we'll, we'll say, well, show us you're injected and we'll let you come in, we'll let you do this venue, we'll let you do this event. And there's going to be people say, oh, but that violent, you know, I, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able just to participate in society without anything like that. This business is absolutely, you know, not recognizing this. So you take it to the governor or you take it to the state legislature. And the first thing they'll say is, and just wait for it. Oh, but we don't have any power to determine all of that. They have the right to do that. That's within their purview of who they're going to serve. So we can't do anything of that nature. We can't interfere. So if you want to do that, you're either going to have to get the injection, get this um, passport, or you're just going to have to find someplace else to go. It's a way of coercion in order to get this thing as a way of coercion to get people injected and then to submit to something that's going to data track you all over the place. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And not only that, uh, but it, this was something that, you know, our friend Tony Roman spoke about, and I'm, I was glad for his correction on this. He said, what are you doing asking for a religious exemption? You don't... You, I, this wasn't his words. I'm, I'm putting my own in here. You don't ask tyrants to exercise your rights. You just exercise them. You just say, look... 
I don't believe this stuff is good for me. I believe God has said it's wrong for me to put this in my body, and uh, it's dangerous, and I'm not going to take it. That is my religious exemption. I'm not asking you for it. So if you want to go ahead and fire me, fire me, and then I'm going to come back. as mu- Look, as much as I hate the Civil Rights Act of 1964, I think it, I think it opened a floodgate. Not that I'm, I'm for not treating people who have different skin colors equally. I am for that. But when you put this in the hands of government, then you get all kinds of problems. And the whole segregation in the public, you know, indoctrination centers we call public schools, that came out of that. That kind of thing. You know, if people want to go to different yeah. schools, that's up to them. If they want to go to different restaurants, that's up to them. That's, that's fine. But recognizing that people are made in the image of God, whether they have dark skin or light skin or somewhere in between, we should be recognizing that as a country – who we have acknowledged in the congressional record that our laws are supposed to be, supposed to be, they aren't oftentimes, but supposed to be, based upon the Bible. And so when we get into these kinds of things here, Suzanne, it seems to me that there should be a plethora, and I think there is, of lawsuits against companies who bowed the knee to the uh, beast system of D.C. and uh, wanted to force that this was the whole reason, you know, you came up and we were, me and R.C. and, and Brian were out there, at Chick-fil-A was they were bowing the knee to DC <clears throat> when they had no when they had no need to do. They could have just told them to go take a fly and leap in front of the trucks that were driving out in front of us, as far as I'm concerned. So those yeah, kinds of things are not correct. Yeah. They they do have the authority, especially when you're dealing with corporations. Again, I'm gonna have to do some um homework because it's been a long time since I I've read about how we used to deal with corporations and the people had a say in that. So if if Coca-Cola was advancing anti-American or anti-Christian rhetoric, if if AT&T was doing whatever, we could pull their status as a corporation. They have no play here. Um, And we don't do that now. We used to do it every so many years. We would, you know, evaluate them. Mm -hmm. Now we don't do it at all. They just get to be a corporation no matter how ungodly, how anti-American or whatever they are. Uh, we just we just let them be there, and so we allow for this festering of fascism within our midst. Um, <clears throat> is there anything else you want to say on this one before we advance to the the other article that you've got, as far as uh, what they're pushing out with these smart health cards? And what is it? Do, do you have a time frame that you saw there to where this is going? They're going to try to push this nationwide. I, I do not have a time frame, but so far it's almost half of the state. That are that are really uh, at this point in time looking at it, um, or some have already done it, and you've got the four states that are looking at it: um, Puerto Rico, D.C. So you're looking at almost 26 states plus uh, D.C. and the territory of Puerto Rico. But what you have to look at is when you and and think about this in a broader in in the broader spectrum. Yes, right now they're using this for the COVID-1984 garbage. But if you look at the language coming out of some of these uh, people associated with these companies that are doing the um, the digital vaccination records or injection records, whatever you want to call it, this health pass, the language is very generic. It's very generic. Uh, vaccine verification, continue to protect the citizens of the nation from highly transmissible and communicable diseases. It's never specific. Oh, this is just for convicts. So what this is doing is this is opening the door for 
everything else. Yeah, and the, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, they haven't even proven that the con- the alleged convids <laughs> is even transmissible. I mean, they haven't proved that. They haven't, right. they haven't gotten they haven't gotten like a you know some kind of slow motion camera and caught you know convid A dr- flying across the room into this person over here and then giving them the convid. They haven't proven any of that. They just they just say stuff. It's assumed. It's not proven. So it's again, this doesn't go back to real science. But science is not part of government. It's th- this is the thing. Health and science are not part of government. Government that's is right. to punish evildoers. It is not to be God to us, and that's what it does when the church fails to do its responsibility. When it when it steps back and it says, we don't want to get in a political arena, we don't want to uh, help other people, we want to heap it on ourselves, we don't want to uh, take care of the poor, so the government steps in to do that, we don't want to you know, do this, that, or the other, that we're commanded to do as, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, then who's going it, it's, to—it's it's not going to stay in a vacuum— the, the government comes in, and that's how it becomes a beast system. Listen to me, Christian. If you're, if you're not advancing these, this ideology that's beyond Jesus saves me from my sin, you have missed the point of being saved from your sin. It's to glorify God in all things. You know, we learn in the Catechism, uh, what's, <clears throat> what's the chief end of man? To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Well, how do we glorify Him in every aspect of life? How has He talked to us about how we uh, work, if if we're, uh, how we're to conduct ourselves, if we're a uh, entrepreneur or an a, a in in this case it would say master, an employer. How are we conduct ourselves if we're employees or slaves? How are we to conduct our, or what, how are we to deal with civil government? How are we to deal with money? What about usury? Um, what about the help in industry? Uh, all of this kind of stuff. The Bible does have principles that speak to all of these things. How, what are we to do about the poor? Are they to be on the government welfare programs? No, they're to be taken care of by the church, and the church is to get them on their feet and instruct them. The one who doesn't work shouldn't eat, and so we help them to understand these principles so that they're repentant and they do what they're supposed to do before God. So if we're if we're not doing our duty. Uh, Suzanne, then the government's going to come in and it's going to be tyrannical in doing the same thing, except it's going to it's not going to come out of love. It's going to come out of a heavy, uh, you know, iron fist and a velvet glove, so to speak. That is true. That is all true. And that's what you're seeing happening. Yep, that's exactly right. All right. So the last one we're going to get to is this uh, is this bombshell report. And, you know, I titled the show today. Uh, as the bombs are falling in Ukraine, uh, where they are actually falling, not some of the fake stuff. I, I'm amazed at the fake junk that's come out. When you have real stuff going on, actual real you know stuff that's happening there, that's not being covered. They're putting out fake stories. I mean, it's incredible. It really is. Um, but as that's going on, now the bombshells are coming out about uh, the COVID shot crimes. This is the latest one that's come out, and you wrote about this one. Uh, bombshell, mm-hmm. Swedish study proves mRNA COVID injections altered DNA. Now, I just saw yesterday when I was getting ready to, to post this, one of these self-appointed, bought and paid for slack hecklers, the fact checkers, right? That's what I call them, slack hecklers. Yep, they um, are. <laughs> the, these guys came out and said, well, nobody said that uh, these shots alter your DNA. And they went on this long spiel about how it doesn't really do that, and blah, 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 blah. And then we had, uh, what was the guy's name? Tal Zox. Tal Zox. Yeah. The chief medical officer of Moderna. 
Yep. In mm-hmm. 2017, and you you wrote this article, which by the way was picked up by the was it the London Exposé. So they're getting a lot of yep. traffic over there. They had a link on it yesterday uh, to yep. your article, and um, you know we we played In fact, the. Alex Jones used that same article months ago. Yep. On Infowars to say, hey, here it is, right here. They found it. Yeah, well, I mean, and the guy tells you on the video, we can hack your DNA. I mean, how much clearer can you say that? There, We've had, again, we've had Bill Gates talk about splicing the DNA and putting things in there that they create, the synthetic, uh, through the messenger RNA. We've had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on talking about how some of these, like the Pfizer-Moderna, they use mRNA to alter the DNA, whereas the Johnson & Johnson somehow just go in there and just change DNA. And uh, so I think that one is a DNA. I'm I'm thinking that one is a DNA injection. I'm I I'm not sure. I haven't looked a lot at Johnson and Johnson, but it may be a DNA type um, injection and not an mRNA. Okay. All right. So you've got this, and um, I know. Oh, and the, here's what the bombshell is. You know, this does it. Once you get that injection, that change happens within. Six hours. Six hours. Doesn't take days. It doesn't take weeks. Six hours. It begins to rewrite your code. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so it's it's doing this within six hours. Let's let's yes. let's ask let's ask some questions about that because one of the thing. I mean, you've got several videos here in the article too, and I don't have time to play those, so you guys will be able to see them. I'll have the links in the archive uh, later this morning. Um, but this is going in. Now, the question that I have is, we don't really know the messages that they've put in these mRNA shots. We don't know what they're telling them to do. Mm-hmm. We know they're, we know somehow it's creating spike proteins. Um, and but this spike proteins of what? Spike proteins of what? Right. We've got an, a supposed virus. How, why is that supposed virus? Well, they're the ones that said it. They've never proven it. They haven't given us the information to prove that this thing is isolated, purified, proven to even exist or cause illness. So if you don't have the whole particle, if there even is a virus, now let's make that clear. They've never even proven viruses exist. These particles exist and that these particles cause illness. They've said so and they've showed us all the soup, but they've never showed us anything specific. So if they don't have anything specific, what exactly are they putting in this stuff? What exactly are they coding for? And what exactly is it doing? Yeah, we had the guy, what was his name, Albert or whatever from Pfizer. He, I mean, Borla, he was, Albert yeah. Borla. He's the, guy, he's the guy who said, look, we never had a real virus. We did everything based off of what we had on a computer. And and this and goes back to what Dr. Yep, this is what goes back to Dr. Kaufman and Dr. Uh, Cowan when they're saying, look, they've never isolated this stuff. And even when they say they've isolated, they really didn't. They dumped it in with a bunch of other stuff. And the obvious question that people should be able to ask, Suzanne, is this. If you take out a piece of human tissue that has the alleged virus in it, why do you have to go through all these steps of dumping in all kinds of other, you know, uh, what I want to say, genetic material at, that has other DNA in it, and then manipulating it with chemicals to show that there's a virus there to make it, quote-unquote, grow in a viral culture? 
wouldn't it be growing in the human tissue that you took out and you just need to isolate it? I mean, yep, that would you know, be call me that, simplistic exactly right. here, but that seems like that's that's what you would that want would to do. It. That would be the simplest form of demonstrating that what you're saying is true, but what they're doing is actually manipulating, isn't it? It is exactly. It is exactly, because if you watch the videos, you'll show how, well, you get the particle in, it breaks, you get this virus, supposed viral particle in, it breaks down, goes into the cell, does what it does, then it starts forming on the outside of the cell membrane. Then what does it do? The, this is, remember, this is all based on, yes, viruses are real. We don't even know that. So, and everything is done using all these nice little graphics and color because it's never been recorded or seen. So they had their um, theories they put out there. So it, it then uh, gathers on that cell, makes all this stuff, and then it, the cell pops it out. Well, if viruses existed and if they caused illness, you wouldn't need to grow it in some kind of culture medium with everything else that's got who knows what in it, add all these chemicals to it. You would be able to take even a blood sample. You would be able to take a skin sample, a sputum sample, which is what you cough up out of your lungs, or a nasal mucus sample, saliva. It would be there. And you'd say, oh, this looks different. Let's see what this is. You would take everything else out of that where you're only left with these little particles. But that's not what happens. So we don't know what they've got. We have no clue. Yeah, and then they're creating these shots and now mm-hmm. pills and everything else to go along with it um, from from a computer code. They're, they're, is, yep. yep. Xlobit is, is nasty. Um, the, uh, they repurposed an HIV drug, Returnavir. And if you dig into that, because I, I believe I did a three-part series on Paxlovid, that what you're looking at is most of the side effects and the adverse reactions are coming from Returnavir. And, yeah, it's, that is, it's ridiculous. It's, this is a money-making thing. That's all. That's, that's what this is. It's a money-making scheme. Yep, that's exactly right. And now there, we we talked. I think it was with uh, Dr. Jane Ruby, and she was talking about mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, they're giving the blood clots now. Well, they're now their their blood thinner medication is going through the roof as far as stocks and things mm-hmm. of that nature because they've put you on a on a hamster wheel that gets you sick, and then they come along with this. It's it's a it's a Hegelian dialectic in the midst of uh, of the medical industry is what they've done. That there's no question about that. But I think some of them right. are clearly. Uh, eugenicists, and they do want to off uh, <clears throat> millions of people, billions of people off the planet. Um, and despite what uh, the the slack hecklers have said, that is exactly what Bill Gates said. Now, see yep. if you can do it. We got about four minutes here in the show. Okay, w- give us the gist of what went on in this Swedish study uh, that proves these COVID injections are actually altering the DNA. Okay, yeah, what they did was. They took this um, this injection, and they what they used was the Pfizer BNT 162B2. We did a whole big thing on that on its approval. It's not approved. It's emergency use. So what um, they had noticed in other previous studies that whatever this was accumulated in the liver. It accumulated in the liver, and that was kind of interesting. So what they did was they used 
um, immortal human cell lines, and this is a human liver cell line in vitro, which means in a test tube, control environment, or like on a on whatever medium they have. And what they did was they found that this was able to enter the human liver cell in this immortalized cell line in roughly six hours after the cells got exposed to this particular um, injectable media. Okay. All and, right. And I mean, the rest of it is is really technical about the line one because that, that's reverse transcriptase. That's why I put a video in there about reverse transcriptase so you can see how that works because it, it can get rather confusing. So, um, but yes, the it can be reverse transcribed into DNA. See, normally the DNA makes uh, sends out a code. It's okay. We need to do this. You get the messenger RNA, takes it to the ribosome, it goes through there, then the code is deleted, and it makes a certain amount. And this, the mRNA goes in, goes in. This is modified RNA, goes into the DNA. It splices it, puts a new code in there, and the DNA says, "Oh yes, we got a code for this." And then it sends out um, messenger RNA goes to the ribosome and it starts making its own little things. That's what's happening with these injections. Mm, yep, yep. You know, and, and I, we always go back to Scripture in this, and we've said over and over, you know, Moses said it before any medical community had come up with it. He says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And it's interesting to me that, you know, even with God's people, he was he was instructing them on things not to put in their bodies and other things to put in their bodies at the time. He was telling them about those things. And he was instructing them, and, and he said, look, I'm laying before you what? Life and death. Today I'm laying it before you. Along with the moral law was all the other things that were there uh, for them in, in their protection as the, the nation of Israel at the time. And what, the thing that he told them, he said, look, I, choose life. I, I've told you what to do. Just like Adam and Eve, he says that you can eat of everything in the garden, but except for this one tree, don't eat of it. You know, choose life. And today we're told the same thing. We have the tree of life. It's the Lord Jesus. And we're not bound by the ceremonial laws anymore. There's, there's, there's none of that. But surely we can figure out there's certain things that are good for us to take in our body. I mean, the Bible says all things are, are good if it's given with thanks, is sanctified by the Word of God in prayer. There's no question about that. But at the same time, there's just there's some wisdom in saying, hey— I'm going to be careful about certain things because I know certain things are. Jonathan Edwards was a famous, you know, the, the Great Awakening preacher uh, who who said, who would write down. I eat certain things and they don't allow me to focus. They they digest bad and all. It's not that he couldn't eat it. It was some kind of sin for him. But he just recognized there were some problems. If we do that with that, how much more are we going to take and stay away from shooting stuff directly into our body that we have no idea what it is? Um, Suzanne, real quickly, you got about yeah. 10 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Media, all right, articles there. You can also find me on bloodyarm.com at uh, Hamner Redout, and you can find me on the Liberty Bells with uh, Lynn Taylor. We do a video cast every Thursday. Okay, all right. Thank you, Suzanne. Appreciate you joining us. Short notice, Bradley be on at 3 p.m. East. No, I'm going to be on at 3. <laughs> and then 6 a.m. in the morning, Lord willing, see you.